Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're looking at a UFO encounter that happened in Russia back in 1989. That's correct. A 1989 Russian UFO encounter. This actually involved a UFO landing and multiple alien sightings by a crowd of people. And the city was in Voronezh, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly, V-O-R-O-N-E-Z-H, which looks on the map to be located about uh, maybe 200 miles east of Ukraine, down in the southern part of Russia, and maybe 150 miles or so north of the country of Georgia. So kind of down in that southwest corner of Georgia is where the city seems to be located. Now, the article comes to us from uh, the New York Times, and you can find this on their website. This is one of those articles that they've re-uploaded onto the website from the print version, which is very cool they did that. The title says, UFO landing is fact, not fantasy. The Russians insist. It starts off, it says, it is not a joke, nor a hoax, nor a sign of mental instability nor an attempt to drum up local tourism by drawing, the, by drawing the curious, the Soviet press agency TASS insisted today in discussions of what it called an extraterrestrial visit to southern Russia. So we had this UFO landing, sighting, alien sighting reported, and the official, the official news agency, probably the only news agency back then, TASS, uh, they said, yeah, we're just taking the people out their word. It says, residents of the city of Varanez insisted today that lanky, three-eyed extraterrestrial creatures had indeed landed in a local park and gone for a stroll and that a seemingly fantastic report about the event carried Monday by the official press agency TASS was absolutely true. Now, it's almost impossible to think of this situation happening in 2022, where a group of people... Uh, were involved in a mass UFO alien encounter. They reported that. It's in turn reported by mainline news, and everybody sticks to the story. Nobody denies it. Nobody gets called a conspiracy theory. Nobody gets called a nut job. They just say, this is what we saw. This is what happened. And the mainline news stands behind them and says, well, that's what they reported. Now, that just it's mind-blowing to me that that could happen in you know, the socialist-slash-communist country of Russia in 1989, but today, in, you know, a free uh, democratic republic of the United States, you couldn't imagine this situation occurring. It says, It was not an optical illusion, said Lieutenant Sergei Matviev of the the Varnes District Police Station, who said in a telephone interview that he saw the landing of the UFO on September 27th. Lieutenant Matviev confessed that he had not actually seen the aliens, but said he saw the spaceship, and it was certainly a body flying in the sky, moving noiselessly at a very high speed and very low altitude. Quote, anything is possible. Now, that's the kind of police report that we want to see. Just the facts. 
He says, well, I didn't see the aliens, but I did see the UFO. Well, what's a UFO? An unidentified flying object. Was it flying? Yes. Was it an object? Yes. Was it unidentified? Correct. Well, I guess you saw a UFO. Pretty simple. I didn't read a thing in that paragraph about weather balloons, about uh, weather events, about flares. Of course, I don't think they would have had drones back then, but I didn't hear anything about remote, remote control airplanes. Just the facts. Hey, we saw a UFO. He goes on and says, To be honest, Lieutenant Matviev said he was a little skeptical himself when he first saw the object. Quote, I thought I must be really tired, he said. But I rubbed my eyes and it didn't go away. And then I figured, in this day and age, anything is possible. Imagine that. that a person with that, uh, that much of an open mind living in that closed society, you know, 30-some years ago. Wow. It says, using the sensationalist tone that has lately infected the once-stayed task, the press, the press agency today provided more details of the UFO, landing in Varenes, a city some 300 miles southeast of Moscow. <laughs> so, there you go, kids. Even 33 years ago, the New York Times had to get a gig in. According to TASS and a report today in the newspaper, Saifaskaya Koltrana, two boys and a girl from a local school, Vasya Surin, Zahina Blinov, and Yulia Shoklohova, I know I'm probably just destroying those names, were playing in a park on the warm evening of September 27th when suddenly at half past six they saw a pink shining in the sky and then spotted a ball of deep red color about ten yards in diameter. A crowd gathered and they could clearly see a hatch opening in the lower part of the ball and a humanoid in the opening. A stare silences the boy, says. The three-eyed creature, about nine feet tall, and fashionably dressed in silverly overalls and bronze boots, and with a disc on its chest, disappeared, then landed and came out for a promenade with a companion and a robot. Now, the writing gets a little bit facetious here, but clearly what these folks saw was what we've seen so many times, these 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 shape-shifting uh, UFOs. First, they note this kind of pink uh, glow, which seems like it forms into a red globe. This thing comes down, it opens up, and it's almost as if the UFO and the alien inside are one. This reminds me of uh, the report we, we covered a while back where they talked about the UFO coming down, uh, it divides like into three orbs. Those orbs turn into aliens, which in turn uh, join together and form another UFO. It's as if they're shape-shifting between what are meant to appear to be mechanical objects and biological entities. This this back and forth. This this is what this is what convinces me that so many of these things, at least at least the majority of them, are interdimensional on some level. They're transitioning from what seems like some sort of plasma to begin with, this pink glow, into this red circular orb, which could be mechanical. It opens up into this entity, which is this nine-foot-tall, three-eyed alien. And then it talks. It looks like it goes back into the UFO shape again. It says, The three-eyed creature, about nine feet tall and fashionably dressed in silvery overhauls, there you go, overhauls again, and bronze boots, and with a disc on its chest, disappeared and then 
landed and came out for a promenade with a companion and a robot. The aliens seemed to communicate with each other, producing the mysterious appearance of shining, of a shining triangle, and activated the robot with a touch. Now, you know, I think they're making assumptions here to say this thing is a robot. All we know for sure is these things are appear to be three entities. For all we know, they could be holograms. But there are three humanoid-looking entities, which may or may not be robots. It says, terrified, a boy began to scream, but with the stare of the alien's shining eyes, Tass said the boy was silenced and paralyzed. Well, mind control is nothing uh, new to these guys. We frequently hear cases where people are abducted or they have encounters with aliens where they feel like their body has been immobilized. It says, after a brief disappearance, the three returned, but this time one of the humanoids had what looked like a gun by his side, a tube about two feet long, and it and and that it directed, and it directed that at a 16-year-old boy. The boy, whose name was not given in the report, promptly vanished, but reappeared after the alien after the alien, excuse me, after the alien embarked in the ball. This sounds like a really uh, disturbing abduction scenario. He points this tool, whatever it is, at the 16-year-old boy who vanishes and then reappears after the alien gets into the craft. Now, we don't know how long that kid was in there. It might have seemed like he was in there for a few seconds to the observers. But if these things can travel in the way that we view them traveling, uh, how can we say uh, what kind of a time scale they're on. Maybe the time is passing by in normal time on the outside of that craft, but on the inside of that craft, that thing could be, you know, the time could be going at at, at any pace. Hours, months, years, who knows? It says Vladimir A. Moseyev, director of the regional health department, said in a telephone interview that despite reports of widespread fear in the city, none of the witnesses had applied for medical help. But he said that certainly we are planning to examine the children. There was no explanation why, with the passing of two weeks, such an examination had not yet taken place. Report treated seriously. Even 32 years ago, it seems like sometimes the authors of the New York Times articles had troubles um, constructing sentences. Mr. Moyesevev, like other authorities in Vranes, the editors of TASS, and indeed many of its readers, treated the report as a serious scientific phenomenon. No extra men were assigned to patrol the area because the department is shorthanded, said the duty officer at the local interior ministry department, who identified himself only by his last name, Laren, but he said troops would be dispatched if they appear again. Well, honestly, this is 1989. You know, Russia slash Soviet Union... I believe this was on October 11th, and I think that the fall of the Soviet Union happened, I believe, sometime in December of 1991. So just about two years away from total collapse in this country. When he says they didn't have people available to help, I'm sure he was telling the truth. And that might be the reason this story was even able to slip out in the first place, is because the uh, controllers, the people that really ran things in the Soviet Union, were starting to lose control over the economy, and when, you know, of course, when the government loses control over the economy, eventually it loses control over the people. And when it loses control over the people, sometimes the truth can slip out. And that's what I think happened here. I think something did happen. I think these people did witness some sort of UFO land, whatever this phenomenon was. I think they did see entities walk around. I I believe that they did uh, perform some kind of abduction of this poor kid. Who knows what happened to him? Apparently he was returned unharmed. 
but I think the only reason this probably ever escaped into the press was because it happened at just the right time, just before this, uh, you know, totally battened down, buttoned down the hatch-type Soviet system, which just controlled everything, every word printed. As it was beginning to crumble, people started to exercise their freedom of speech a little bit. And I think that once this thing made the mainline news, the TASS, once they maybe they did intentionally or unintentionally told the truth, then the debunkers just weren't allowed to chime in and put in their two cents. You know, it was just it was just that little miracle space, you know, along the timeline that where this occurred at that allowed the truth of the story to get out and to really give us an inside look at what happened. It says in a telephone interview, Mr. Lobev describes conversations with dozens of witnesses and with experts who had examined the evidence and spoken to the children. He said there were about three landings of the UFO between September 23rd and September 29th. Now, this is something also that we see happen an awful lot in these situations. When there's one of these, especially when there's a landing like this, and uh, you have a, a combined sighting of aliens, entities, along with the landing. We saw this in, I think it was it Vargas, uh, Brazil, uh, in multiple cases. There'll be one big event, but then when you dig into it, you find out that there were multiple sightings very similar to this in that area. So you have to wonder, did they did they inadvertently end up here and they're poking around trying to find that wormhole or that place where they can go back to where they came from? Or are they here on some kind of a mission where they're just, you know, floating about here and there, probing here and there, maybe just looking for some unfortunate person they can abduct? He goes on and says, in the latest development not yet reported by TASS, Mr. Lebedev said that Gerlich L. Silinov, head of the Voronezh Geophysical Laboratory, that's interesting, they had a geophysical laboratory there, today asked the children to draw what they had seen. Drawings were said to be similar. Though isolated from one another, he said, the children all drew a banana-shaped object that left behind in the sky the sign of the letter X. Such descriptions, Mr. Selenov said, were reported as typical of UFOs in a 1976 article in the now-defunct American magazine Saga. Mr. Selenov said today that a rock that was reportedly found at the site and described as being not something found on Earth was actually a form of hematite, which is found in various parts of the Soviet Union. Okay, this is where I think maybe things get a little bit uh, sketchy at. Because you have to think that within a couple, three weeks of, of this sighting, uh, this hitting of the task paper, that the uh, political actors, controllers, would have gotten involved at that point. And if there was any evidence such as UFO metamaterial, they would have been there to scoop it up the same way that our own country would be. And you could imagine that in, you know... Soviet Russia, there had to be somebody there pretty quick once they determined that, yeah, something did happen, to just scavenge that area. And I I find it highly skeptical that this stuff was hermi- was hermitite, is, or hematite, as they claim. If they said that it seemed like something from that UFO, if that was the original report, then that's the report that I'm going to go with. It says, while not a witness himself, Mr. Lobo said that he had visited the site, the traces were still seen, he said. I could see holes of a clear shape that resembled the footprints of an elephant. 
Wow, that tells me that thing must have had some size to it. He said his reports from Vresneth would continue. That is a really fascinating report. Like I said, October 11, 1989, a UFO landing, sighting, and three entities witnessed by a, a large group of people. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out.